Or I could just say, like, welcome to Crazy New Region. Whatever you want. Whatever you're <laughs> comfortable with. It's very stressful right now. I've been watching a lot of Shit's Creek, so I'm very, like, channeling David Rose right Okay, now. good. I'm very stressed uh, out. <laughs> welcome to Cries in Norwegian. A podcast about the... Why am I laughing through this? A podcast about the internet sensation scum. Yes, a show about teenagers and their shame. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, yeah, no. Okay. That's good. I do have some gossip. Um, this is all unverified. Like, this is just, like, speculation. But the word on the street is that Julianne is not involved with Scam Austin Season 2. Ooh. Or not as heavily involved with Scam Austin Season 2. Interesting. Yeah, so she's back in Norway. That's clue number one, as far as I understand. Right. Because uh, she moved to Austin for season one. Right, 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 right. Maybe, they, ha- they technically, from what I understand, haven't started production, so it's possible that she's just there for a little bit, maybe they've already done the scripts, and now, like, she's going to be back once they start shooting. I don't know, but if casting is happening and she's not in there, doesn't seem like her type of, like, she's, like, micro... She's very hands-on, yeah. Exactly. But, so this is all based on an interview she gave on a pad- podcast. Obviously, do I speak Norwegian? No. So I'm basing this on some translations on Twitter that I found from some people who linked it from one person to linked it to another, whatever, and I went to the original thread. I love it. Okay. And regardless of whether or not she's working on the next season, there was some um, shade, at least in the way that this person transcribed it. Uh, the first, like, was just kind of like an observation, like she was like the, sort of like the scope of... I don't want to say Hollywood, but yeah, Hollywood and money and all that stuff. Like she The was, machine? Yeah. Well, just small things. Like, she was like, well, you know, we, I said I wanted the final, like, scene to be in a carnival, so I was like, hey, is there a carnival around Austin that we could go to? And they were like, no, we'll build you one. Oh. Uh, and so I think that was a little, like, culture shock for her a little bit. Right. Uh, totally. And then the pressure is on when you're spending that much yeah. money and it's not your money. Yeah. And then the other one that she said was something, and this one I'm definitely paraphrasing, but something about how, you know, when she made when she made Scum in Norway, it was like a very small production. She didn't say I'm gonna I'm guessing here, but you know, there was like maybe thirty people on set, right? And that seems like right. a lot. And she said I would get input from any, everyone because everyone cared and it was important to me. So like the sound guy, the camera guy, like I would be like, does this look look? Does this sound good? What like, it was like a collaboration. Yeah. And she said. In on in Austin, there were a hundred people on set. I don't need a hundred people to make scum. Right, like, that's at least the way that the translator like right. put it. So, and then when they asked her about what upcoming projects she had, she didn't really mention Scam Austin. She like was more of like, oh, working on some stuff. Well, I'm not ready to talk about anything yet. Interesting. So that's sort of the gossip. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if her style was too hands on. Like, if it's all true, I'm just totally Yeah, again, this is speculation, and I'm yeah. going to be like, this is all allegedly. If it's no. all, like, you know, thousands grains of salt, but um, if it's true, I can imagine that her style is too hands-on for Hollywood types, mm-hmm. and I can very easily imagine that uh, film production in the U.S. and how they do it here is just like, or at least how they... It, it can be done differently, but for whatever reason, the line producers, production managers, whoever was involved, the production company, um, did it in this different way, and it was not a good fit. And for I can, her, yeah. I can totally understand that. Yeah, so that that's sort of like the gossip that's out on the street. Yeah. Yep. And I tried to find more information right before I came, and it just seemed to be like, 
the same people speculating about the yeah. same things. So. I mean, it's possible she was still heavily involved with the scripts. Like yeah, exactly. Said. And we, she's just stepping back from production. Yeah, it's possible. Like she's It would like, be very interesting to see the second season Austin. yes exactly which is supposed to be coming back soon but again it's been a whole year like and yeah. that's that's not the way that scam works yeah like, yeah, yeah. Uh, even druk which took a pretty big break it wasn't a year so that's interesting it's kind of weird like for example in scam france because of when they started the first season the current season lucas's season slash isaac season is happening at the end of the school year right usually happens around christmas and it seems like, at least from what I understand, the Evan character, the Elliot character, literally just transferred to the school, which is like, it's like the last semester of his senior year, which right. is really weird. It makes it even weirder. Well, um, yeah, but I mean, if there's, like, story reason why yeah, one yeah. would transfer And he's kind so of, like, I think it, I think he becomes even kind of more of a mystery in a lot of ways. Mm. It's like, who transfers at this point? Yeah. Like, and who is he? And people are constantly asking, like, who's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he do at his yeah. last school? Yeah, so that's been, that's been interesting. I'm still watching Scum Friends. Still not as as obsessed as I've been with the others. Uh-huh. I've been raining. I, I even waited like until like three four days later to watch the the Friday clip, which are always the big clips. Like I watched it today this morning, <laughs> and uh, I still like it. Interesting different interesting choices sometimes. I love. It's funny because I haven't seen season one or two, but I love the girl squad and their interactions with Lucas. Like I just oh, want him to hang out with the girl squad all the time. <laughs> like it's super funny. And the Vilde character, Daphne, so, Daphne, I love her so, so much. That's cool. So other characters get, I mean, it sounds like characters who's not, it's not their main season get more play. Well, you remember how uh, Isaac, which we'll talk about when we get to season three, he goes to the Casi Grupa, and then he kind of oh, right. like never shows up to a meeting Falls ever off. again. Yeah, yeah. And here, he kind of keeps showing up, not always intending to, he just... And then, so, like, he's, and they're, they're in charge of it, uh, it's, they're, they're turning, um, like, an old common room into, like, they're trying to make it hip and interesting again so people actually use it, like, a student center. Uh Uh-huh. And he ends up, like, getting more and more involved. Uh Uh-huh. Inadvertently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, like, and that, and, like, Daphne and the girls are the ones running it, so, like, he's talking with them all the time. I love her. Okay. So much. Okay, I want to watch it because of her, because I love Vilda, so I want to see another good Vilda. Yeah, and then the, what was the other thing that I was going to say? Oh, she was so funny today because because he keeps being like, oh, I'm interested and stuff. Today, she looks at, I can't remember which one of the girls was, but she was like, I think he's trying to take away my position as leader of, of the community <laughs> community room. And I was like, yeah, she would, she would say she that. She would totally think that. That, that. Would, that would think what she would think. Uh, but she's still, she, I don't know, I really like her. So that's, that's my fun. thoughts sort of, so far on the changes. I uh, I ran into a kind of interesting Twitter thread, not related to scam, but it made me think of our conversations. Um, it was actually related to sex education, which I haven't seen yet. And mm, okay. uh, what's the other one? Oh, Big Mouth. No, not Big Mouth. What's that sh- animated show? It's Big Mouth, right? Big Mouth, yeah. Um, anyway, the person was making the point that he finds Big Mouth and sex ed... Um, kind of repulsive or like sexualizing of children in a way that really bothers him and and this is not like a conservative person speaking it's very like and he even admits like there's no way for me to phrase this without sounding like a complete prude um and but this is the part that reminded me of our conversations he posits um i think that's why they cast older actors because if you cast the age 
of the people uh, of the age they're supposed to be, you, the audience, would also be kind of repulsed yeah. by how sexualized the which, characters which are. Which is part of like an issue with like Scan España, exactly, it's, it's, and Italy. And it, well, and it, so Italy, no. Italy, and France are both a little older. Uh, the actors. Oh. Act- that's what I mean. Like, they're but are they playing younger or are they playing their own age? No, younger. But Scam España isn't. That was, oh, that's right, what right, I was right. saying. That's what you mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, which is why when you see, you're a little bit like, I mean, it's, I don't know, some characters more than others in that yeah. show, but it did sometimes be like, oh, this is weird, possibly. Druk, not Druk, what am I saying? Uh, Netherlands also. Yeah, they're, um, they're also about the same. Yes, though the, the Spain right. was, no, Italy was the one that was very sexual, but that's because they're older again. Yeah. So, but they're playing younger. Like, you're still supposed to think that they're, Whatever, younger yeah. first second yeah, yeah, year yeah. of high school well it's it's so interesting actually the sex education thing because i totally see it like i didn't ha- i did not have a problem with the show at all when uh-huh. i was watching it and i liked i like a lot of that show right there are a couple of storylines that we can maybe if you watch it we can talk about but um for the most part i really enjoyed it and even like his arc as an arc i thought was funny and like uh-huh. literally his arc is to be able to masturbate, uh, <laughs> which is kind of funny. That's kind of what it is in uh, in Big Mouth. In Big Mouth, yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but like Asa is older. He's early twenties, I think. The uh, actor, the actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like some of the other kids, like there's this one kid who's like, yeah, like thirty. Uh, so I, so I get it. Um, right. Yeah, it's weird because I. And then the girl looks like Margot Robbie. Ro- Margot Ro- Margot Robbie. Yes. So like, I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Like, so she's quite. She's not a teenager. Yeah. And exactly. she's gorgeous, but she's, she's not gorgeous. Teenager. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I. It was just an interesting. I didn't know quite what to make of it because on the one hand teenagers are very sexual creatures obviously and I don't think that should be completely like we shouldn't be like puritanical about it yeah it's it's interesting and it's interesting that those are the two shows mentioned because I do not think it's a new thing like Dawson's Creek was casting 24 24 25 year olds and they were having sex all over the place yeah but Gossip Girl yes exactly but I think the thing about sex education and Big Mouth is that they're both explicitly about sex about having sex yeah <laughs> and then i think like so on the one hand i don't want it to be like not talked about or whatever but then on the other hand the question i guess becomes are these shows exploiting that because they're these like you know for-profit ventures i don't know i i mean uh, I, just, yeah. I have no idea. I, don't, I don't really have an answer but i just thought it was an interesting okay. question yeah. Fair. Fair enough. um but yeah so that's my scum sort of update i don't want to say too much in case you want to watch scum friends um yeah i'll i'll, I'll get to it yeah. I yeah. think I'm more excited about yeah, more, yeah, yeah. Uh, Italy season two. Yeah, I right think now. yeah we're doing Italy next um, in the coming yeah. weeks, which will be good. Now that we finish like the season two of Norway, we'll have yeah. more comparison. Exactly. Based. And uh, and then we're gonna do Druk probably next. And then we're gonna do Druk. Yeah. Next. I'm just yeah. curious about it. From I am very curious too, um, especially, and I'll mention this later on when we were talking about William, because it seems like it's a show that's a little bit more interested in Williams's. Showing, not telling Williams's trauma. Huh. Um, so I don't know. But this is based on GIFs. Interesting. Uh, and a couple of commentaries. <laughs> I think it's. Even... Are they going to do like flashbacks? Or is it like. No, contemporary? there's like anxiety attacks and stuff. Oh, and interesting. Stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, no context for the things I've seen or the reactions I've seen from people. So. Yeah. 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 So okay. we'll see. I'm we'll very see. excited for it. Okay. Was Drake the one that had controversy over? I mean, they've all had one controversy over another. Uh, I told you that there was some controversy last week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. About yeah. about Mia's sexuality. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. For sure. Do you ever get the impression? This is like somewhat off topic. Did you ever get the impression watching 
Norway, Scam Norway, there's like a vague anti-lesbian vibe. That's definitely something that the internet has talked about. Picked up on. Yeah. when it comes to Julie and the yeah. way, yeah. Because I noticed it in the scene, I mean. I uh, noticed in this episode yeah, a little bit too. It was just something about, and like, I, on the one hand, it's, because Vilda says something like, just because you kiss a girl doesn't mean you have to, like, those feelings mean something that come up or something. Um, doesn't mean there you're a lesbian. And, like, on the one hand, it's very, like, within Vilda's character to say. Um, but there was something about the way it was said or the timing of it that made me feel well, like it was, like, a little bit the show saying it. Surprisingly, that's one thing Scam France has done really well. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you told me about in that. In that, uh, yeah, I think I mentioned, too, that the Chris character is bi. But then that's something that's even come up, again, this in this week's episodes and this week's clips. And she's much more of a presence. And she feels like much more of a full character. Like... When her bo- boyfriend finds out that she is bi, um, eventually she's talking to Iman, to um, uh, Sana, and she's like, well, he wants to have a, a, tr- a threesome, which I might not have a problem with. I'm just, I don't want to do it because I just don't want to be fulfilling his fantasies. Like, that's right. not that's not what my sex- sexuality is. Right, right, right. You know? <laughs> my um, God, that must be the dilemma of every bi person. <laughs> not the dilemma, but, like, the position they're constantly yeah. being put in. So it, it seems definitely... I don't want to say it's, like, the most nuanced representation uh-huh. of bisexuality I've seen, but in the world of scum, it's it's, it's pretty, yeah. It's more than anyone else has done that I've seen yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. far. So, um, so that's been pretty interesting. Yeah, it was just a weird, like, weird, like, I don't know, thought that went through my head. It wasn't really... No, I, I picked on it a little bit, and I don't I don't know how intentional it is. I don't yeah. think it is. But, yeah. but even subconsciously, yeah, it does feel... It feels a little bit more like a subconscious expression. All right, are we ready to start? Yes. Okay, so today we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 10, I'll Explain Everything. Big episode, 40, almost 50 minutes, 48 yes. minutes. Should we just dive in, like, with the recap? and? Yeah, I mean, I just basically wrote, human garbage still sucks. And that, <laughs> just so you remember, human garbage is what we call Nikolai, uh, William's brother, and by we I mean me, who ended last episode basically implying that they hooked up at, at the party that she doesn't remember anything of, and also sending her a naked picture of herself. Um, yeah. Yeah, first he lies to her, and then he sends her this photo at the end, and then uh, the stakes are laid out in the last episode that, like, if William finds out about this, he will be very upset. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, even though she was about to tell him, she ends up keeping it from him. Right. So, she is technically lying to her boyfriend, I guess. Whatever. It's her trauma. You don't get to tell her how she deals <laughs> with that. Anyway, so uh, she's very sad uh, when we open the, the yeah. episode. She's in bed, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, William is texting her. It was it's kind of sweet. Like, it, it, there's a lot. This is probably the, for like 45 minutes, the sweetest William is or has yes. been in his entire life. Yes. Is she, she, she keeps being like, well, you know, it's, it's like, Bruce is almost over. You should go do your Bruce things. Cause, um, it's like, this is like a Saturday, I think, or something. And Bruce is, um, ends on Constitution Day. Which is Tuesday. Which is, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so she's kind of making excuses, and then there's a knock on the door, and it's Eskild and Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> They've made her breakfast in bed to apologize for being leeches, uh, yeah. basically. They're acknowledging it. Yeah. I, I don't know, it was a, a sweet interaction, I thought, between, I mean, like, and a really sweet effort from them, but yeah. it does no good. It does no good. She says she's not hungry, and I I sort of took note of the fact of that every time that anyone during basically these two episodes offers her food she always says she's not hungry i noticed and that i never see her eat yeah so i don't think i'd been as aware if we hadn't gotten the email basically being yeah. like this is how she deals with totally. the stuff totally and i'm like oh my god you're so right uh-huh. 
definitely good note. Like it is, yeah. I think the show lays it out pretty well. Yeah, totally. Um, and that maybe you miss it the first time, but you know when you're watching it for the second or third time, you're like, oh, new things at, to discover, layer, new layer. <laughs> because I do think that Julie is very deliberate with stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, Skill basically. So he like Lynn immediately is like, oh, I'm gonna go lie down. Um, which is really funny. And then Eskil, after Nura rejects him, and then Eskil sits down and tries to find out what's going on, um, and Nura just pretends she's sick, and she's just, like, adamant about it, and finally he's like, all right, I'm gonna give you two days. Well, two, well he says two things, first of all. Uh-huh. First of all, he's like, you know you don't have to face everything in the world on your own. Yes. Which is very... I, ugh, it's just, like, she needs that stapled on the inside of her eyelids so she can see it. Yeah, and then as he's leaving, he says that, um, yeah, he's going to give her two days before. Yeah. yeah. Which, so I was last friend, scam friends thing, but there has been some reaction online. And again, I'm saying this without seeing this character's interaction in season two, so with their Nora, which Ma- Ma- Manon, I don't know how to say it in French. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Mika, I think. And there's something about him that's a little bit more mean, like mean-spirited than the, this Eskil. Like, es- all Eskils are selfish to a certain extent. <laughs> but they're also... <laughs> All Eskils. <laughs> but they're also, like, like considerate, nice, great yes. friends. Yes. Yeah, they're that guy. Like, yeah. everyone... Ha- I mean, not everybody. Like, it's, it's a... I love this archetype. It's, like, the busybody, in-your-face, but also will... Um, you know, clean up a body for you yeah, kind of exactly. friend. And there's just something, again, I haven't seen enough, but there is something a little... More, uh, like, bitchy? Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, that was yeah. my sidebar. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, so the next scene is Monday, so they skip over Sunday, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. And then uh, Nora is now struggling with her article. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that her teacher asked her to write. Um, she's not answering Ava's text, uh, or rather, Ava texts her and says, like, you didn't, why didn't you answer in the group chat? Yeah, which I saw the group chat, it's basically Ava just announcing, like, hey, like, we're doing this, and everyone's like, I'm gonna bring this, I'm gonna bring this, and then Nora doesn't say anything, so they're like, hey, Nora, what are you bringing? Right, What are you bringing? Um, and basically inviting her to Constitution Day breakfast the next day, on Tuesday. Which Um, is, if anyone doesn't remember, that's the day that Roos officially ends. Yes, I was, I was like, my Wikipedia-ing at the beginning of all, like, our podcasting paid off, because yes. that's exactly what Wikipedia said, yes. that <laughs> May 17th, Constitution Day, last day of Roos, there's the parade, parade and everything. in, like, their costumes. Yes. <laughs> so they're wearing their t- traditional clothes, um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, no, uh, Nura brings up human garbage is Facebook, Nikolai, yeah. uh, and asks him what happened. Um, he responds and plays very casual. Like, hey, you're so quiet. Let's go get a beer. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other part what I was going to be like, he also replies quickly, whereas last time it took him like three fucking days to That's answer. That's true. That's a good observation, yeah. And basically he's just like completely ignoring the emotional havoc. Like he knows he's wrecking on her. Mm-hmm. That is why he's human garbage. That's why he's human garbage. So essentially they agree to meet in an hour, but then on that exact same moment, there's a knock on the door. Um, oh, S-Kill. And at this point I think it has been two days. Um... Because William, yeah, because he said it's Saturday and then yeah. he skipped Sunday, so this is day two. Yeah, and he says, "So she was warned." <laughs> yeah, so she, he's like, "Don't hate me." And then William just appears. <laughs> a, a wild William appears. A wild William. And he comes in, and essentially he's like, "I need to know why you've been locked up here for three days." Right, and she's making excuses, um, like I'm sick, and then this is one of those moments where I actually, as much as I like to talk shit about his acting ability. 
his face is so good in this scene. Do you know what? I actually noted that for this exact scene. I think, I'm not sure how much that actor, how much range he Yeah, has. I think range. I don't think he's a bad actor. Yeah. There's just limited yeah. range. Well, he's, he just doesn't show any much of it in this show. Maybe he does. I don't yeah. know. But, uh... But he works in some scenes. Yes, and this, and this is one, one of, of them. Yeah, he really, really works. Um, and then again, she brings up Ruse, and I was—I noted that even he looks rough. Like they both look like they've—they've had a shitty three days. Yes, like, being apart from being each other. apart from each other. <laughs> and I just have this image in my head of him like venting to Penetrator Chris, and I'm like, what does that look like? <laughs> like, what is, like, bro Penetrator Chris? I guarantee it's got a lot of grunting involved, <laughs> like, monosyllabic sentences, <laughs> and just, like, understood. You know, they don't have to speak much, they just understand. They just stand. Oh, that's, that's a good one. They don't have to speak much, they just, yeah. Um, though I bet P. Chris is, like, his whole attitude would be like, "You're nuts. It's just a chick. Go get another one." Yeah, and but then eventually William would be like brooding. Yeah, like, but I feel like eventually P. Chris would be like, "Okay, just go see her. Like, I'm so tired of this." Yeah, shit. I think he would just yes, absolutely. Um, I it, anyway, so she continues to make some kind of excuses about like it's your roost week and you should have fun and I'm just letting you have fun and it's super lame and it's kind of frustrating to watch. Which I mean, you know, yeah, is not like it, it's what the sh- it, it's what it wants. Um, I will say, I was thinking about how, like, this is a plot that hinges on her not speaking to people. Yes. And how long that can be stretched out is very difficult. And these act like, it relies on, well, the performances, and it just relies on pure angst. I'm glad they resolve it, basically, in this episode, because I'm not sure how much more I could have dealt yes, with it. Yeah, yeah, But I do think the performers generally are able to carry that angst. Yeah, and then, so William essentially is not buying any of her bullshit excuses and he's and you can tell what he's been angsting to picture Chris about is that why did she say that she wanted to get back together with me and now she won't talk to me for three days so he's like girl I need you if you don't want to be with me you have to fucking say it to my face yes I I I do appreciate saying that and it made me think like wow if you imagine this this whole like like week from his point of view (laughs) man that sucks this girl is hot cold hot cold like like, the very definition and he has no context for it yeah Um, totally he's just like I don't know what to do anymore so Uh, then she gets as close to the truth as she can and she like has a breakdown I know she's so close yeah she's like I can't think I can't write because I can't sleep and I can't sleep because I have all this stress and I can't breathe and I feel like I'm gonna die yeah yeah which is feels totally genuine but she's not telling him why this is causing so much anxiety or or why she has so much anxiety like yes obviously some of it comes from the pressure of this essay like that's all true but there's this huge fucking thing that she's not mentioning to him yeah um Um, and like William totally does the right thing he in the set at least by my Yes. How I would want someone to react, which is that he is completely there for her, but he doesn't push her on the why. He just hugs her. Yeah. And he says, I promise you, you're not going to die. Yeah. Just being super um, comforting and like a rock for someone to lean on. Yes. Like, again, best, best William. Best, this this, is definitely. This, like, a whole episode is probably best William until the end. Um, and I, I just wanted to, I just wrote, 
heightened teenage emotions as a note here. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. It's like, it's how I've sort of made peace with William and Nora to a certain extent, yeah. which we talked about yeah. a little bit in the previous episode. And interestingly, even identifying it kind of makes me enjoy it more. Yeah. Uh, I can just sort of be like, oh yeah, I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But, like, I can appreciate it in the Yeah, in, in this sort of context. So, yeah, there's something about them that they're, like, the most of that. And the thing is... I think the problem is they're the most of that in the show, yes. too. Yeah. Like, not to say that the rest of these bitches aren't dramatic. Like, they are. No, I know, but there's just something so... Everything is extra about this plot line. Yeah. It's, like, three plot lines going on all at once. First, it's, like, the... Nura kind of coming to terms with being mm-hmm. with him. Then it's the brother sleeping, yeah, r- rape thing. I mean, it's the it's like most dramatic version of that story. And yes. then it's and then of course there'll be one more in the final episode about his fighting. So it's yeah, like yeah. it's just like a, and then even his backstory. I was thinking about it because. We can talk about the backstory. Yeah, but like when it comes, it'll be just like the most dramatic yes version it could possibly be of that. And it's I think me I wonder if a little bit of it is like oh because my observation about a lot of it is that if this feels like the trope that I'd seen the most like these two, mm-hmm. and I was like is it some sort of trying to like make up for that but making it the most of that I don't I don't know I, don't, I, don't I can't know. say I even think it's bad like no no, no. yeah someone once told like, me like I can understand why Norway was like yes. When this was going right, on. Right, 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 right. Um, someone once, like, told me, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was basically, like, saying, I don't understand, or contradicting, people tend to look down on soap operas, and this thing I read or heard somewhere was saying, we shouldn't look down on them, they are pure emotion. Yeah. And there's something kind of wonderful about that. Yeah. Uh, and, like, when, when I... people get too intellectual and too, like, artsy, fartsy, filmy, we tend to, like... I mean, reject emotion for some reason. I have taken an entire course in college called East Asian Studies, the melodrama. Oh. And it was all about, like, Asian films and melodrama and sort of, like, uh, defending it. It's it's artistic merit. Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah, so... So I, I, yes, I I agree with you that we do look down on stuff Yeah. So in that regard, I've come to, like, appreciate the season. I do have, like one Christmas, but it, it's not for this episode, so we'll, we'll eventually yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll leave that. So anyway, so essentially, after the hug, they fall into bed, um, just to fall asleep, but I will say um, that I I took note of the framing, because I know it's going to come back in the final episode, too, sort of, mm. like, contrast of uh-huh. this emotional state and then the emotional state that they end in, I think. I don't know. I, there's something about the way that I think Juliandum does really well, where she has um, not the not the her last couple because that couldn't happen, but all of her couples like in bed, in frame, and the framing of it still somehow doesn't feel repetitive. Um, yeah, I, you do. That's so funny. <laughs> you and I were having the same thoughts about this episode. I was thinking about that too. Uh, but go ahead, fin- finish. Um, your... Yeah, and like not not only repetitive but also like specific to each of the couples in yeah. a way, and like into the, to the moment that the couples. Yes, are in. exactly. And, like, and even it, with Nora and Isaac, theoretically, it's even the same freaking bed, and it <laughs> still feels, like, um, yeah, just interesting, purposeful, and, like, aesthetically pleasing, too. Like, right, right, right. I mean, it doesn't hurt the actors are yeah. always, always gorgeous, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then I noticed in this, I wasn't thinking about the future, because I'd forgotten that they end up in bed again, but yeah. I was thinking about the past, yes. where... 
they, I think they were on opposite sides of the bed, and mm-hmm. it was uh, William who was asleep, and Nora who was watching him sleep, and oh, now it's reversed. that's right. And I am pretty sure, I didn't go back and check, I wanted yeah. to, but I didn't have time. Um, and I, but I, the reason I was thinking about it actually is because I was laughing, I kept thinking about the, the behind the scenes video. Yes, yes. That he kept falling, falling asleep. asleep. And I was just like, that's half the appeal of, of like these brooding men is that like is that they're like narcoleptic. <laughs> they just like are always like ready to fall asleep. We really are on the because I literally wrote bloopers there to yeah. remind myself of like that sort of like William constantly falling asleep yeah. and then like Julie's voice being like a little bit more up, no a little bit no, and then it's like. Ugh. No, no, he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's out. He's and then, out. Yeah, and then the actress I can't remember her name now. Liz Nora Josephine has, has Josephine. to like prod oh, him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I'm telling you, half the attraction is narcolepsy. Uh, <laughs> So, oh yeah, anyway, there's there's this, like, montage of her finally being able to sleep. Uh, we're sort of given the impression she hasn't slept since, like, Saturday. Yeah. Is kind of how I yeah. interpreted that. Um, and then she ends up sleeping, like, 15 hours, hours, which I've been there. I get that. Yeah, so he, he falls asleep for a while, too, but then he wakes up and just stares at her. And then eventually, <laughs> he wakes up uh, and gets out from the bed. And the first thing that he sees is... Oh, Yeah. Uh, Nora's little, I didn't know what to call it, like, piece of paper? Yeah, uh, like, the little, like, motivational memo to that herself. She, yeah, that she's posted on her wall. That The one that says, like, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind, always. Yeah. It's um, definitely something he also needs reminding of. Yes. In life. All the time. I wish I wish he had stapled that onto, like, his <laughs> eyes. But whatever. But it's still just, like, a beautiful, like, moment. Yeah, just to, it was nice. And the camera lingers on, like, him yeah. and sort of, and like, taking it in. that we favored his point of view. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And, uh, and then he finds her laptop. Mm-hmm. And there's this moment of tension because there's a bunch of messages coming in. Oh, my God. I couldn't remember. Uh-huh. If, like, I knew he wrote the essay, but I couldn't remember if he had seen anything of the messages. Right, right, So right. I literally, for a moment, was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, oh my no, God. no, no, And yeah. so, yeah, so he, he he opens it, her essay is up, but we hear a bunch of, like, alerts that she has, um, Facebook messages. But he doesn't look at it. He just closes whatever He program. just closes the browser. yeah. Uh, and then he sits and starts writing. Yeah, starts <laughs> typing. So, I mean, in the next scene, I'm just gonna, like, reveal, like, in the next scene, it's gonna be revealed that he basically sends this essay in for her. Yeah. And, uh... Apparently goes, in time for it to be published in Norwegian newspapers, <laughs> but okay. So, I remember being just very angry about this last time I saw, last time I watched the season. Interesting. And I kind of wasn't as this time, but then as I stopped to think about it and write my notes on it, I got angry again. <laughs> not angry, okay. but okay. But here's the thing. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it, it's the worse than the writing of it. It's the sending it in without telling showing her. it to her or telling her um, and taking away that choice from her or like her ability to, I don't know, read it and decide if, like he's putting words in her mouth. He's speaking for her. And I, I completely understand where he's coming from and, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a very a- well-intentioned mm-hmm. way, thing, but I, I was just like, I, I wish the show had, but I mean, they've got so many things going on. They don't have time to stop and deal with this, but it just bugs me. Um, I, I think yeah. it bugs me that he doesn't tell her when she wakes up. Right. Uh, she finds out 
from Ava but, reading yeah. it. Yeah. I, I just think you should it's, it's never it's made me as angry as it's made you because I, I find it narratively effective but it is I totally agree I mean I, I can't disagree with that I just you know what I'm gonna tell myself that he just sort of like took what was there and shaped and edited it and that's what it I out. told myself to this time I think uh-huh. I was like I'm not gonna be angry about it I don't I remember if I had, been, I, if I had yeah. been in the in the past maybe I had because I did feel this instinct to be like well, I'm just gonna think that he just like went from what was already laid out. Yeah, and worked yeah, from yeah. That. I, I think I am happy assuming that I and, and you know when I said angry, like whatever, it's a show. Yeah, um, and <laughs> it's also, a show. Let's go. What? <laughs> and also, I realized I was still very much on the anti-William influence because there's a scene later that I had a very different reaction to. Actually, I think it's probably just the next scene, so we we'll, we'll can just get there. Okay. So then it's. Tuesday, right? Yes. Yeah. Tia's Doug. William's back in bed with Nomura. He wakes her up by blowing into her face, which, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, she wakes up. I know. It's like, it's how I wake my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay, sure. And he wants to know what, what how she feels. And I had to go look up the clip somewhere else because our version didn't have her answer subtitled. Yeah, I, I meant to look it up and then I didn't. What, what does she say? She says, like, the shittiest person in the world. Like, how do you feel? Oh. Like, the shittiest person in the world. And then he says, well, sh- shittiest person in the world, you need to, like, get up and go to Eva's or something like that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I was like, how does he know about that? But whatever. Oh, I also questioned that. So, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, yeah, he basically tells her she has to go to Eva's and he's found a dress for her. And it's interesting. There's there's one thing, two things about their interactions that I thought were funny. Uh-huh. Well, or, or, like, kind of sweet. One was that she's like, I don't feel like going to Emma's. And he's like, it's better than just, like, yeah, what you've you been doing for three mope. days, which yeah. is moping. And then the second is when she's like, that, that, that dress is from eighth grade and it's ugly. Yeah. I and- legit couldn't tell if she was if she really thought it was ugly or if she was just looking for more excuses because it's not ugly. And then when he's all like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, there's something... <laughs> it was cute. It, it was, was something cute. cute and playful about it. Yeah. I do think that that dress p- does not fit her. I was going to say, it's not <laughs> ugly. It's that she has outgrown it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really appreciated then in the next scene when she's wearing it. Yes. It's so very, yeah. like, it is... Yeah. For a much younger yeah. her. So then, yeah, so then we cut to them in William's car because William yeah. has offered to drive her to Eva's. And one, by the way, there's another thing I noticed in the previous scene, uh, which is that you can hear the parade going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting. I mean, like, well done sound choice mm-hmm. uh, production wise. But also, I just found it interesting how the show has kind of tied this couple, intentionally or not, I don't know. I, I think not. But they it has tied this couple to a kind of, like, patriotic pride, like, Norwegian pride. I mean, a little bit. And even, and you even see that in the next scene a little bit, exactly. I think. It was, it was interesting. That's why I, I was like, wait a minute, this is, like, the third or fourth time that we've seen them associated with the, with, like, Norwegianism and, uh, you know, the the anthem or whatever music they're, you know, is playing yeah. in the parade, uh, which it kind of is interesting in the light of how you said, like, the Norway really responded well to this couple, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Just I just noticed it. Uh, I also, yeah. So they're in the car now. Um, yeah. At Ava, in front of Ava's place. I also noticed she's still not wearing lipstick. I was on a lipstick watch. Me so, too. Yeah. And then when it showed up, I was like, boom, <laughs> back in action. <laughs> um, and he again. I feel like. Do you have more William thoughts here that you wanna? Yeah, this is the scene where I suddenly remembered. Well, basically, like 
the, the scene is that he drops her off and she kind of implies that she's going to tell him what's going on, but she has to check some things first. And uh, to his credit, uh, he says, well, just tell me when you're ready. Yes. And then he says, I love you. And then she's going to leave the car without, this, without saying anything. Yes. This, and like, then she comes in, like, sorry, and then she says, like, I love you too. And then she kisses him. Yeah. So the thing that I thought was interesting only, it was just an observation, is that I remember so strongly the first time I watched this episode, I so strongly did not trust him. Really? And felt to this like, lo- to this yeah, to this, like, this is pretty far in the story. I did not trust him. And something about his performance, I felt like he was, I was waiting to find out what strategy he was playing or what tactic. Oh, wow. And, and I think, I mean, it wasn't like, like a super conscious thing. And I mean, clearly, like, a lot of that reaction comes from my baggage mm-hmm. uh, and trust issues. But I think it also has to do with this sort of rapid flip-flop that the show has to do with his character, where yeah. they, like, kind of retcon him as, like... I mean, we talked about this before. Like, ad nauseum. So I don't well, and we can again, talk but... about it a little bit more, I think, when we talk in the next episode when we talk about Mari. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a problem with the scene. I thought he was actually pretty cute and sweet. And I was like, William... I'm not hating you. We've made so much progress. Yes. I, I mean, this time I didn't hate him, certainly, or, or distrust him. So then the next scene is Nora is standing in front of Eva's house. She gets the text messages from Human Garbage, who's basically like, girl, you stood me up. Right. And Deserved then just, just as she has this moment of dread on her, dread on her face again, uh, the girl squad opens the door, and they're all like, Dressed in their beautiful, like, yeah, traditional like... <laughs> dresses. Even even Sun, I loved her her dress, too. Yeah, she, like, adorned her outfit with yeah. more stuff. And uh, and they were like, happy Constitution Day! Yes. And I was like, eh, whatever. Um, uh, I think Nikolai, also in the text messages, says, uh, meet me Tuesday, which is, this is Tuesday, at 7 p.m. at some, like, what sounds, uh, sounds like a British pub. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, okay. which is what it ends up being. And what it ends up being. Oh, good setup. Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. Attention. I didn't notice it the first time either, but yeah, nice and done. Um, so anyway. I just assume that I know what human garbage is saying, so I'm like, whatever, I don't have time to read what he's actually saying. <laughs> he's not worth his words. No. Ugh. Well, what? No. Ugh. Um, so yeah, so now next scene we're inside, we're at the breakfast table, uh-huh. although Girl Squad is there, they're having, everyone but but Nora is having a great time. Uh-huh. I, I noted Bilda's uh, dialogue because I thought it was really funny that she's like, May 17th is my favorite day because you started with alcohol and you <laughs> end up with alcohol. And- yeah, basically what I understand about Norwegian culture from watching like this 45 minutes of show is that Constitution Day consists of three things, alcohol, ice cream, and sausage. Yeah. All of them and, a par- and parades. Approve. And parades. Oh, and parades, yes. Yeah. Nora's just quiet. She's sitting at the head of the table. Right. Uh, and then Vilde offers Nora food. Nora says no again. Uh, Vilde looks concerned. But we don't, we don't really get a chance to linger too much in that because Eva gets up and she basically says she loves everyone, but that's not why she's up. She's going to read... Um, Nora's article and this is the first that Nora has ever heard of this article existing yeah so So she's like what what to me the two things that were important was just like listen and try to understand each other which is what Sana has been saying over and over is Uh what Nora's supposed to be doing with William although I think that again it needs to work both ways guys yes uh so I so that's I I did I wrote that that down listen and try to understand each other and People need people, and I even did a little square around it because that seems to be a lot of the theme of the season as a whole. Yes, I agree. And like Nora says it's a William later. There's one really interesting line in it that I had to like pause and think about what this meant. It's not there to open door, it being constitution. 
the Constitution's not there to open doors to strangers who want to threaten our values, but it's there to not open the doors for them. Which is interesting because it's kind of vague and can be interpreted in different ways, but what I think they're trying to say um, is what Vilda later says when the truth comes out about Nora. We must believe in justice. We have to believe that in this free and democratic country, we have the ability to deal with people like human garbage Nikolai. Yeah. And I just thought that, I thought it was interesting in the sense that like it made me genuinely pause and think and it was like an interesting concept it scratches the surface of of like that you need rules to have freedom um and and that's just like this oh, like that is ongoing process yeah that is interesting like, dialogue that has to happen within society yeah um after she finishes a speech and there's this like soaring music everyone's like clapping and everything and then there's this like hard cut, cut. Yeah. to Nura who is not <laughs> participating or part of this and you know finally is able to speak yeah i mean like it's constitution day and she's like nope not feeling it i got other things to going on and that's where eva asks what's wrong and she finally blurts out i think i was raped by william's brother so everyone is stunned essentially they're like okay what do you mean like explain explain the situation so the first thing she does is just like give them the phone and show this so they can all see what she's sort of dealing with Uh um Vilde says they have to report him. Nora insists that she doesn't actually know what happened, so what is there to report? Did anything happen at all? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's That was the question. Yeah. And that's why they're all kind of, like, asking around, what, well, like, does it feel like you were raped? Right, right. And then uh, and the th- truth comes out that she isn't a vir- or hadn't been a virgin. Yeah, she hadn't been a virgin. She had sex when she was 13 with a stupid 15-year-old who then broke her heart or, like, just dumped her, basically. Vilda, of course, comes through. This is one of uh, Vilda's finest moments. Yes, she does, but Nora basically has to is going to tell them what happened yeah, that she's, night. She's explained to everyone. But, but I thought it was really funny when she takes a moment to be like, Chris, Eva, you don't know this. <laughs> yeah. To basically tell them that she's been dating William. Yeah. And Chris is like, girl, we know. Everyone knows. Yeah, don't worry. That's what <laughs> yeah, knows. which is what we were speculating about too. And Eva, the only thing, the only reason I stopped you is because one of Eva's line of questioning that I thought was important was basically asking her, Nora, do you think you were drugged? Um, yeah. And it's something that the show never answers. answers. Yeah. I mean, I I I I think it is suggesting that she was because I think I think Eva is correct and that she didn't seem to drink enough to yeah, have yeah like one glass of white total. wine and a shot even if she had the shot like to have a blackout exactly is extreme. it's a blackout is extreme yeah I mean there are people who are like very I don't know allergic or react to alcohol in a crazy to a crazy degree but yeah they yeah. never fully answer and they never it. fully answer it and then the second thing that I wanted to know before moving on to Vilde is that Eva then asks, is there anyone else at the party who can, like, yeah. sort of collaborate? And that's when she br- brings up, yeah, this other girl, Maddie. And what I didn't remember at all was that she was like, she seems like a bitch. I know! <laughs> and I only remember Mari fee- being, like, very cool and nice. So I was like, where is she coming with that from? But okay. I mean, honestly, I wonder if it's, like, a subconscious association with, like, well, she's friends with Nicole. Nicola, yeah. I think so. that's totally true. And also... But uh, yeah, it threw me off completely. Yeah. I was like, where is this coming from? Yes. It also made me think, though, like, it's almost like a defense mechanism. Like, all there. first of all, I wrote down, um, see, Nora, when you talk to your friends, they have good ideas. Yes. Uh, the whole scene, I was like, you see, Nora? Yeah, uh, yeah. This scene was so emotionally satisfying yes. because getting it out there and getting her friends, like... God, yes. And and, and all of their reactions, too, felt, like, appropriate and... and, and good. Yes, yeah. everything, all of it. But I also was... I wondered at one point if she's kind of rejecting all their suggestions in a way 
almost like you know when you're kind of depressed and you just want to wallow, mm-hmm. um, and you don't want solutions. She didn't want solutions. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of almost, and I thought that's interesting and well done. But so anyway, after Eva Vilda comes through in one of her finest moments, where she basically very strongly is like, "We have to go to the ER, or you have to get you know, yeah, check. This is the first thing you should do." Nora is resisting this again, basically saying like, "There's nothing anyone can do for me." I kind of liked. Even though everyone's being very sympathetic and listening and, like, again, trying to put their best, up, like, plans forward, I liked how Vilda is is harsh in that she says, like, I don't understand how that wasn't the first thing you did. Yes, I loved that. I, and I loved, I love as a concept that Nora, who's, like, been established as the big feminist, does sort of falter here or, like, doesn't know what to do or doesn't do what she yeah, would tell or, anyone to exactly. do. Exactly. Is, is her emotions... Her, she goes for the emotional reaction, which yeah. is, I need to... Shut everyone and everything out and, like... Yeah, and I I really, really liked that. I think it's part of what makes these characters so, like, rich and complex. Yeah. Uh, because it's, like, more interesting to put a character like Nora, who is self-assured and thinks she knows everything and would totally be able to handle herself, puts them in a, situ- in a situation where that suddenly, like, all that turns exactly. to not be true. Yes, exactly. Uh, so it is, like, it, really I think well it is done. one of the things that the show does very well. Yeah. Exactly that. And then that, this is where Vilde gives us this, like, thing where she's like, I refuse to believe that there's nothing that can be done. Like, no. Yeah. Like, I have to believe that this country has some sort of way to stop these types of assholes. I have to be- hope and, like, have hope and believe in justice. And, yeah. Like, and it's not something that we're used to lis- listening from Vilde. From, yeah, this yeah, is like, totally. This is, like, the Nora line, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, so it is kind of an interesting reversal uh-huh. uh, from what we expect from these people. Definitely. Um, and I kind of teared up at the shot, even though it's like, like, it's like scam at its best, like, che- like that walking that fine line of cheesy and like super emotionally making me cry of when they walk Nora into the hospital. hospital. And it's like, God, this like, like classical music and it's slow motion. Ocean. But Chris is like walking that stupid balloon dog. Oh, yes. <laughs> And this is the best thing ever. If that dog weren't there, that scene would be way too much. Yeah, like, I will but it's say like emotional and funny. Yeah, at the so same th- time. so they take Nora to the hospital, and we sort of just get shots of like everything sort of happening, and the girls are there with her at every at every step of the way. I love seeing how limited their budget is and how <laughs> the way that, that they cheat it. Yes, it's just the sliding doors, doors. sliding doors, and then they put wheelchairs on either side, yeah. and that's enough of a cue yeah. for you to be like hospital. And then the next shot is them against a wall. It could be any freaking wall. And then again, someone passes in front with of them with a wheelchair. And you're like, hospital. And I'm like, yes. I love you so much. I know. It's indie filmmaking at its best. best. Yes. You can do so much with so little. Um, I did look it up out of curiosity. I looked up, like, how long the window is for getting a rape kit. And there are... You can't do everything. Like, if you go in right away, they can do the full thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so you can't do everything if you haven't gone in right away. But technically, it's five days I, is what I kind of understood. You could cu- still come in, for, and they can still tell a lot and do, like, workups and stuff. I wish that was kind of interesting. I mean, I imagine it's the same in yeah, Norway. Yeah, yeah. It had been set up that they were all excited to, like, go to the parade and all the stuff that they were going to do. And then the next shot is, like, basically the aftermath of yeah. everything. That's such a good point. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, it's totally like, right. Like, they, they missed all the fun. Yeah. And they spend their constitution day with their, with friend, their friend who needed them. Yeah. And, I don't know, I just thought that was beautiful. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, Girl Squad. Totally. This is one of the best. Uh, considering that we don't get enough Girl Squad ever because they from, can't from, ever be enough. Yeah, from the, and, and that from this point forward, we'll never get... That's like, true. as much. But this is such a good, like, perfect 
coming together. Yes. Um, yeah, I will say, as much as I am on the record for season three being my favorite season, like, I don't think I get as emotional as I get when it, like, when a Girl Squad scene works, <laughs> it makes, it, it's another, Yeah, ugh, yeah. It's when so they good. come together for each other, it's just the best. It is the best. Um, yeah. So, so then, then, later in the day. Later in the day, Nora is indeed meeting Human Garbage and Kawaii at the cafe. She checks her phone. She checks her phone. Notably. Because it matters. Yeah. At the, by it, the end of the scene. It does matter. He shows up. And he immediately orders two beers. She points out again that she's, uh... She's 18. She's, she's... Or she's not She's not 18. 18. She's under 18. And, again, my notes for a lot of it is just stab him, stab him, stab him. Oh, my God. <laughs> that moment where she says uh, that she's not 18, and he says, so nice to see you. My, I, will, I will credit the actor... Because this the smile he gives her is so complex, this like mixture of annoyed with her and like looking down on her because she has taken something away from him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's such an interesting like power play in yeah. the scene, which is what the scene is about. They're constantly yes, 100%. upping each other. So uh, it starts yeah. off and then, strong. So, and he keeps so he keeps trying to be like, have a beer with me, and she keeps being like no, I'm not here to have a beer with you. I need to know what happened that night. If you're not going to tell me that I'm out of here. And then he's like, don't be rude to someone who has naked pictures of you. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, he's not even implying anything yeah. anymore. He's just she's like. just flat out threatening, which is what she asked him. Like, are you threatening? And he's like, well, does it sound like a threat? And then yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. And then she asks him what he's studying. Oh, this is Nora coming for him. And I like, every single moment was so sad. I know, I know. He basically says he's studying international finance, which I just want to pause and say, of course he is. <laughs> because pieces of shit like him, that's what they study, and then they wreck the rest of the world. She asks him, well, or she rather tells him, well, it should have been law, bitch. No. Yes. <laughs> it should have been law because then you would know that uh, you could be convicted of child pornography and punishable for up to three years in jail, um, to which I just wrote, fuck yes. And because she's under 18, she is technically but in Norwegian law, a child. <laughs> uh, to which he's, like, pish posh, basically. But she, like, logics him and, like, has all the, like, you know, co- yeah. constitutional whatever yeah, memorized. She, yeah, she's like, this paragraph, this subsection, like, the way that, like, uh-huh. she probably rehearsed it beforehand, and I, like, I love her for it. Like, the she, way you would in a court of law kind of thing. Yes, it's amazing. It's, it's like, a perfect scene. Like, she's like, I'm not a legal adult, plus it's also illegal that you're storing the pictures on your phone. Like, you can add that, to, like, some to your sentence because of that. Like, and stop talking before you enter, like, another another paragraph. And then it's revealed that she recorded him. Yeah, she just lays it out one and after that, the other. So, so she has him threatening her, and that's another, like, up to five years. Plus, remember, you served alcohol to minors, so let's not even talk about that. Yeah. So, basically, it's the, it's the ultimate checkmate mic drop yeah and it and it even ends with like uh like a fantastic music cue and then like nora swaggering out Uh there which after two episodes of her just like doing nothing doing nothing (laughs) is very very satisfying to watch um Um, i also really uh well and the thing is regardless of what happens in the rest of the season um and the rest of the show it's so amazing for her to be able to have this win at this moment because the reality is that most people will never have this win 
to never like most people that went through what she just went through will never get a moment like this yeah it's enormously satisfying yeah so it's enormously satisfying to watch um and yeah that's pretty much all I have to say about that yeah I really like um that she gets to resolve her issue without William but with her friends yes so it's this like perfect in between where she gets like it backs up the people need people uh concept without falling trope to the you need a man to fight your battles for you Mm -hmm. trope so it like it does it it juggles those two things very well um i also do like that it kind of hearkening back to the conversation she and william had where he was like no violence solves problems and she's like no law and order solves problems she kind of proves her point here yeah oh that's good Uh, (laughs) she she resolves her problem through channels through sort of like social socially established channels yeah, that's that's that for now. Basically, I don't think we see Nikolai again. So goodbye to you. Goodbye. Although that doesn't—he's—he's he's not done yet. He still has to do one more human garbage move. Yes. Uh, so now we're back in school, and all the girls are sitting in the stairwell, which I don't think we get to see that um, a lot, right? Is that? The, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all like in the hallway. I forgot. They're in the hallway, looking down on the yard. To looking at looking at Ma- Mari, who's down there. Yes. Basically urging Nura to go and talk to her. Yeah, but I I just noticed it because I feel like usually we get combinations of two two and threes uh, over there. The fact that it's like all five of them uh-huh. was just like interesting to look at, and yeah. also the fact yeah they're like they're all coming together for her uh-huh. um, and supporting her. As, ah, again, I'm just feeling the girl squad guys. And and Eva tells her you either have to move on or go talk to her. Like that's those are your two choices. And this is ho- the Vilda's whole like the feelings that arise don't mean that you're a lesbian yeah. just because you kissed a girl. Oh, because because they up. ask what's the worst thing that you think uh, Mari could say. Nora says like that I also had sex with her. Yes, that's the other. I think it was the combination of those two yeah. lines back to back. That was yeah. a little bit like, wait, what? It was a little weird. Oh, Nora gets a, me- a very ominous message yes. from the from human garbage. He, uh, he, he has, has to, to stir one more shit. The message basically says, "Nice to see you. Hope you and William are happy together." Nearly immediately knows that that means he told William. he told William. Also, is this the first thing that she's wearing the lipstick again? No, I don't think she is. I wrote Nora lipstick, but I don't know I mean, if that meant she, she was wearing it. Or- no, she. I think she is wearing it. I don't know. I know when she is in the next episode. She yeah, is maybe for I sure. missed it here. No, yeah, I can't remember if I know it means she's wearing it or not wearing it. See, that's, that's <laughs> I think I'm saying that she's wearing it. Um, and then as soon as Nora says, like William knows, we hear the steps, and we don't even have to sort of like we hear him. You know who it yeah, is. Yeah, we, we hear him before we see him, and he comes in like very threateningly, which is our least favorite William. Yes, and basically like just pushes her into a corner and um i mean not like physically but like yeah yeah, yeah. maneuver like yeah he, he there's there's no actual shoving or pushing it's yeah just like, but his presence sense. backs her into a corner literally and figuratively and uh he says he says uh tell me you didn't sleep with my brother to which she really doesn't have any answer actually that's where she says the i'll explain everything that's when she says that oh right 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 and then he's like repeats again i think he works it a little differently uh-huh. but you didn't sleep with my brother right uh-huh. uh and then that's when she says she doesn't know um, yeah and and he just like storms off and nora it, then it kind of goes into this overhead shot, shot of the yard where you mm-hmm. see nora running after him and he just like basically like kind of like throws her off of him and she collapses by the gate and all the other girls come running and i was like see it felt like extra <laughs> so extra <laughs> Yeah, that that moment I don't know why I didn't quite love the execution of, but um I, I didn't love it either. 
I will obviously, I think at this point, um, will cut William some slack and say, like, it's a legitimate reaction. Yeah, I I mean... I don't love he's it. He's a human being. Exactly. Like, I don't love it, but he's a human being. He and thinks he, he's been cheated on. I get it. With his brother, who he hates. Who he hates, yeah. With this girl that he's, like... If he had, like, actually done violence, that wouldn't have been enough exactly, excuse, exactly. obviously. Not at all. But the fact that he's just, like... Angry. Angry and... Yeah. He just... He needs his own space. I get it. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so that's it for that's episode. it for this episode. Um, we have oh, I've, some people have rated us on iTunes. If more people want to rate us on iTunes, yes. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> uh, or review, whatever. I hear it. It helps people find you. I don't know how true that is, but that's what people say in other podcasts. So I really love that somebody had to email us or message us somehow and say, maybe you should include the word scam in the name of your podcast. Because we hadn't done that. Because we're geniuses. Because <laughs> we're podcasting geniuses. Geniuses. Uh, yeah, and also, like, yeah, find us on Tumblr or Twitter. Sometimes I'm very good at Tumblr. Sometimes I'm not. I haven't posted, like, the last episode on, on Tumblr. Pretty good on Twitter, uh, usually. And yeah, and if you have thoughts, uh, also email us at cryesnorwegian at gmail.com. And yeah, just thanks for listening. Um, we're almost done with season two. Yay. And someone's really excited about season three. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> and we never said our names today. Oh, I'm Liska. And I'm Gabby. And uh, that's bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>